Hello all and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over the details that make our world richer. I'm your personal brain trainer, Cameron Boozer Jamari, and today I'm joined by your personal mind fiend, Keon Boozer Jamari, and Cameron loving the energy, loving it. That is the least gravelly you have ever been. <laughs> your personal mind fiend. Oh, there we go. That's Better. what I was looking for. Yo, Where's your trigger? Where's <laughs> our <laughs> All right. Your personal mind fiend, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Bane, the new character on the show. Your personal mind fiend, Batman. No, that's not that's not a good joker. She left it at Bane. Stop this. She left All it right. at Bane. Well, in the theme of movies, um, so the last episode we talked about John Wick and how the economy is nonsensical in the John Wick universe. Mm-hmm. There is, as an engineer, a much bigger nonsensical element that I get that it has the wow cool factor because you're a graphic novel turned movie. But I need to talk about this. Okay. It's the technology they use in John Wick. Uh, fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, John Wick is this story of a world. Our world. But just beneath it, hiding in the shadows, in the penumbra of society, exists the assassins. All of them living under the table. God, that pun makes me so upset. <laughs> in the upside down. More... In the, the dark side. In the yeah. sunken place. In the sunken place. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. In order for them to stay secret, they need to use some very, according to the movie, not like they use technology, but they use technology that's like 10 to 20 years old for some reason. Yeah. And they yeah. imply that it's like more secure. And I'm going to run you through all of them. From what I think is like the most forgivable to why did we do this? You ready, mm-hmm. my mind fiend? You ready to back I'm, me up I'm on this? I'm ready, my man. Serve For it the up. record, your personal mind fiend's a bigger John Wick fan than I am. So, I, oh, we're gonna get. We'll get into it. Okay, here we go. Number one, use of coins. This is itself a very strange thing in my mind because if you're carrying gold coins on you, first of all, gold is valuable. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it makes sense that, like, carrying around huge sums of money is not makes sense. And it's implied in some way that even though gold can be swapped for favors, there's probably also a, like, cash exchange rate. Because at the end of the day, I don't imagine Publix or whatever grocery stores are being used in New York have a, like, exchange rate from coin mm-hmm. to dollar. Mm-hmm. Although, given the interactions in John Wick 3, I have no reason not to believe that literally everyone in New York works for the, like, assassins group and just an upsetting amount of that. I assume they're all Sacagawea dollars. Or, wait, what is the other one? Is it Sacagawea? The, Sacagawea the... is the gold dollar, yes. Okay, yeah, and the other one's Susan B. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, these are either Sacagawea dollars or, like, ha- like 50-cent coins. Very satisfying. But... Here's the biggest problem with using gold coins. It's the concept of the postcard and the envelope. Hmm. If you use a postcard and everyone else is using postcard, your postcard is not suspicious. If you use a gold coin uh, instead of a postcard, it's weird. Yeah, just <laughs> you a little bit. And it jingles. Mm-hmm. Like my wallet doesn't rattle as much as I imagine a pocket full of gold coins does. That was the first one. Anything you would like to hot, hot, heap onto the pile? No, I'll keep my questions till the end. All right. Number two, the use of carrier pigeons. First mm-hmm. of all, what? No, seriously, <laughs> what? Like, this is not a practical technology for, like, I guess they're transporting SIM cards and, like, micro SD cards in them from what we see in John Wick 3. But there is no practical reason to be using pigeons for anything. 
they're they they love Game of Thrones. They're like, oh well, you could send a you send a raven. Well, we have pigeons. Oh my god, wait, is that why? Wait, is that why Bran was called the Three Eyed Raven? Because he can just get information fast. He was like the internet of his time. Yeah, because a raven go. Oh, they have info. Oh, raven go I mean, fast. Oh shucks, please bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that that one a little more straightforward. If you use a postcard, no one will notice. If you use a pigeon to deliver the postcard, someone will notice. There's nothing like on the data that could possibly be encrypted in such a fanciful way that a pigeon is a better person than like a bike messenger in New York City. Yeah, like pigeons, I I hate to say they die like for they do not die. just because not because of health issues alone, but also because, you know, there's there's things that can hurt them like cars. You know? Yeah, I feel and like people? more hawks are interested in eating pigeons than people. I'm curious how many people accidentally died because of that, like in this universe. That like a hawk was just like, ooh, tasty, and then like swooped in and then somebody didn't get the, the call to not kill somebody. This I cannot tell you. What I can tell you is it's I, like you you have to feed the pigeons. You don't have to feed your email <laughs> server. Your email server doesn't take a dump on your desk. <laughs> Fair. And at the end it's of the day, fair. you can just follow or shoot the pigeons. Like, like you could just follow them. They're pigeons. You know where they come from. You know where they're going. Yes, but yeah, they have a place. They have the Bowery. Like, wow. And the Bowery is also like very exposed. So let let's not even let's let's move on. Just the use of like plug boards and Commodore sixty fours. Hmm. I get that you want to be old school cool. You want that like I don't even know what kind of chic we're going for. There is an obvious problem with paying tattooed supermodels mm-hmm. to move around plug boards and write things on the chalkboard and type in everything and do everything. First of all, I imagine it's expensive. You're paying that supermodel money. It's expensive. Also, you have to get them all tattoos. I imagine most of them started without tattoos. And I'm starting <laughs> to wonder if they were just taking notes on themselves and the notes never came off. No, they're all in uh, Memento. Those are all notes yes, about themselves. They, they have memory loss. Them that would actually make a lot of sense because if you didn't want anyone to know what they were doing at work, they could oh all have amnesia. God. That would make sense because the assassins need to keep everything under the table. Pretty hush-hush, yeah. No, I, I made a pun. No, I, I heard you. I didn't want to acknowledge it. Can, oh, we, move, can we move on? Yes. Can we keep going with your so upside kind of down? The other, the, the other thing here is, like, and this gets, like, this is the first moment we're looking at actual, like, electrical technology. Mm-hmm. And the argument I kept seeing over and over again when I was trying to figure this out was other than the fact that it's old school, cool, chic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's that these older technologies don't have backups or like the way they interact with the world. I guess it's supposed to be more secure. The only example I think that that works really well or decently well is a throwaway moment in John Wick 3 where John Wick gets into a taxi cab. And you can tell that it's a secret assassin's taxi cab because it looks like it shouldn't function. It's so old. And... When you when he just like kind of gives the guy a coin and whatever and tells him to do whatever the the thing about that kind of taxi cab is that most cars today hey listener I'm sorry I don't mean to make you paranoid but there's a big old computer in your car and it controls a lot of the systems in said car and there's some cool videos about how that can be uh, influenced uh, by some remote whatever go go check them out give it a Google but yeah just the fact that like those old cars don't have that kind of thing in it and I feel like that might be one of the few examples of like, okay, older might be better in that way because these can't be influenced by a hacker. 
Okay, so first of all, the vast majority of cars out there are not internet connected or have any sort of computer on board that would allow you to magically sabotage them into oblivion. I don't know. If you have parking assist, if you have anything attached to your steering wheel or anything that controls the computer for the gas pedal, I could see that. But just as easily, you can put the car in neutral and you're probably going to be fine. The second problem is that those like most cars aren't internet connected so like a hacker would have to physically go plug something into your car and yes i understand this is still a problem but like it's like harder to not notice that if that yeah that's fair because if they were gonna you know try to hack your car they might as well just put a car bomb or something in it to explode yeah at that point they're already gonna do it yeah and those work on all cars i did not know that Bombs? (laughs) (laughs) Bombs? <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing, and the most obvious thing, is that modern cars are much safer than mm. old school cars when you get into accidents. And if there's one thing I've seen in literally all the movies, it's a car accident. It is someone <laughs> driving a car into someone else, and I would have a higher expectation of surviving that accident in literally any modern Honda Accord over whatever that taxi from John Wick 3 was. Yeah, John Wick basically used his car in John Wick 2 as like a like a bludgeoning device for like 50 people. Fun fact, you can use your own car as a bludgeoning device, but only once. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. We do not we here at Small Stuff Pod do not <laughs> condone bludgeoning people with your car. The only thing I could actually see being beneficial is that older cars do not have the um collision plug, so there's actually kind of like a spark plug in your car that's attached. It's not a spark plug. It's just like a fuse in your car that if you get into a collision, the fuse is designed to go off so that the electronics cut off and don't maybe like start a fire or oh, cause nice. the car to keep accelerating. Yeah. So maybe it's to do that, but at the same time, you could just disable the ones. I imagine there's a mechanic among the assassins who can just disable them. <laughs> Fair enough. So this is the point here is you're introducing all this old school technology saying that it's going to make things more secure, but nothing about the way you've gone about implementing it actually implies that like because you have more people involved first of all the likelihood of someone writing down a number wrong or whatever is extremely high like that's just going to happen fair the second problem is you have a bunch of people involved so unless they're all from memento and don't remember what's going on you've actually drastically expanded the sphere of people you now have to account for the last thing that really bothers me Mm -hmm. is Not so much that they chose to live in a world with Commodore 64s and chalkboards, but it's the use of the Nokia 8800s. (laughs) You'll notice that in John Wick, anyone who isn't Winston or John Wick uses a Nokia 8800 slide phone. The rest Mm -hmm. of them apparently have iPhones because I guess it's okay. Mm. I'm just going to like, I had to go like find out why someone might want to have these old school phones. And this is kind of really where I want the meat of this next little bit to come from because i have an itemized list of oh, no. 10 things from a zdnet article about why you might want a flip phone over a smartphone in the modern top 10 world. reasons to have a flip phone over your iphone a millennials killing the phone industry back then <laughs> laugh <laughs> i did love it good <laughs> all right so let's let's just go through these real fast and uh see what we get number one mm-hmm. price this makes sense to me. Duh. It's a lot cheaper to buy one of these slider phones than it is to buy a $500, $600 smartphone, especially because the slider phone is probably going to be more disposable. What a waste to spend a, like one gold coin on one of those things. That's the other thing. 
do they have like the only remaining Nokia 8800s? Because I know for a fact they're not making those anymore. I I could think of no reason why Nokia would keep creating those phones for specifically just assassins. I go back to my postcards and envelope example. Mm-hmm. If I see you with a Nokia 8800, I'm going to assume one thing and one thing only about you. Wait, are we saying that the CEO of Nokia is actually an assassin in this underground mm-hmm. world? I think the person who designed the Nokia 8800 is an assassin. Anything beyond mm -hmm. that might be reaching. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, this this made the most sense to me. It's a disconnected life. You don't want to be distracted by your Angry Birds and your Candy Crush (laughs) when you're in the middle of a high-intensity shootout. Like that, that's just not a good work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to stay focused. Only play Snake. Exactly. Or Tetris. Mm -hmm. I'll allow Tetris. Tetris. Moving on. Durability. The phone is a smaller screen, and it's a smaller profile. That thing will catch probably catch a bullet versus a smartphone. Yeah, I actually, I'm starting to wonder if this is like a luck bulletproofness thing that they're going for <laughs> with the phone, and they don't even actually maybe, care about using it. Wait, maybe that's why. Maybe that's because most modern technologies aren't thick enough to catch a bullet. That's why they use old technology, so that they can use them as shields. <laughs> All right, privacy. Flip phones aren't always connected and sending your information back and forth. This Mm -hmm. part does make sense. Here's the problem. Most modern phones have to ping off a cell tower in order to do literally anything or receive a text message. So the fact that you have an active SIM card means that T-Mobile still knows where you are. Yeah, that's not a good good feel. And then the last one, call quality and performance, because the whole thing is like 100% antenna. This last Mm -hmm. one, I'm willing to give a pass on. Like, if I was an assassin, probably don't want any missed calls from mispronounced names. So all of that to say... There are legitimate reasons why you might want a flip phone as an assassin. But here's why I can't stand the fact that they have flip phones and <laughs> Commodore 64s and plug boards. Yeah. First of all, plug boards? Plug boards have freaking nothing to do with a wireless phone. Like, this is them saying, I don't want to play by the rules I've set out in my own comic book. Yeah. It's all really backwards. Like, I can see why they would want that aesthetic for the movie. Um kind of i i guess like i still just kind of don't get it um when it comes to the tattooed people i mean like in the series uh they're they're shown that like well in john wick 3 they show that his tattoos mean something more or less like slightly and Mm -hmm. i like that's about it i think that this is just trying to fit that aesthetic from the comic book but also try to be a little bit like more interesting my main the thing that frustrates me and I don't know if you're going to say uh, some other stuff, but, like, I just wanted to get this off my chest. That, like, the first John Wick movie was so slick and clean. Just, okay, there's a guy. He is wronged. Now he's going to go take revenge on the people that wronged him. He's part of this. We didn't know, but he's actually... The best part is that he just, like, walks around, and you're like, oh, no, he's going to get in trouble. And they're like, oh, what's up, John? Like, literally, a police officer is like, how's it going, mm-hmm. John? And... They let him off the hook because they know who he is because he's infamous. Like, that's the best part mm-hmm. of the first movie, as well as he's just incredibly good at what he does. And that's it. This underground world is just a vehicle for him to get to where he needs. Like, we're unraveling this, like, as it goes. You're you're really just noticing what's happening. You're not being – nothing's really being explained to you except for, like, certain rules when they need to be reiterated maybe. Now, John Wick 2 and 3, that's and this is my issue with, like, if we're talking about the logistics of this world, John Wick 2 and 3 are the ones that include the pegboard and all the other stuff and the mm-hmm. uh, the blood oath thing and the cross and all that stuff that 
as we move forward with these other things, they're just adding them to be interesting. And I don't want to, I, I don't mean to make this comparison like harshly. This is meant as just a comparison in my mind that it does kind of feel a little bit like the Matrix series where the first movie, very clean, very cool. Second movie started introducing more things. Then third movie introduced way more for no reason. And then kind of led into an ending. Now, John Wick 3 doesn't do that, and neither does John Wick 2. They don't really have, like, these crazy, philosophical, heady things, but they are falling into that trap where it's like, hey, let's keep adding more onto this world. And, like, I didn't want to know that there's a continental in Italy and there's one in, is it Cairo? Where where do they go? Yeah, it was Morocco. I think that yeah, was Mor- literally Casablanca. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, they, they keep doing these things. I'm like, that is literally meant for me to be sitting in the audience like, oh, cool. Like, have that one, literally, that's all I would say. And yeah, then it's the cool factor. It is cool, but, like, it, it, the, the thing that just frustrates me is how simple the first one is. And when we keep adding these other things for lip, lip service, that's it. Like, that doesn't make me more interested in the... The fact that the Continental was in the first movie is like, oh, there's a hotel for assassins. He's going to go to that hotel with this money that he had left over from his assassin days. Like... Cool, that's interesting. Now they're like, oh, now he's in the world. Okay, here's another Continental. Okay, kind of cool. Oh, and they have, like, an armory. That's kind of cool. And then we build and build and build to, like, here's an... Was that an assassin concert or was it just a, a concert in the second movie? Just a concert. Otherwise, more people probably would start shooting. Yeah, and it just keeps building that they're like, oh, yeah, these other people have their other protégés, and here's this whole thing in the whole world. And the one moment that... Kind of, I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch these movies for their stunts and all that cool stuff. Is in, at the end of John Wick 2, you know, we we see the extent by which this assassin's group is. And it's like, oh, I guess it's all of New York or like a big chunk. So is it just going to be a battle royale the next game? Are we going to have Fortnite in the next movie, basically? And then, I mean, that's the weird thing about all of John Wick is the idea that half the population is assassins and have kept that secret from the other half. Yeah. That and, just seems so gratuitous. And it's fair. I mean, like, I, I, it, it, everything that I'm doing is, like, reading it, it, reading too much into the things that don't particularly, like... The fact that we're sweating these small things isn't actually, like, it's not bad. The main thing is that, like, the fact that we're sweating them shows how much the movie doesn't particularly mind them. It's just like, okay, well... This this isn't the point of it. The point of it is all these stunts. And that you can pull back at these strings, but you're going to be disappointed, honestly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's, like, the reason I wanted to talk about this was not to just dunk on John Wick. It's just that these are not tropes unique to John Wick. Like, we always see in different movies, there's like, ah, uh, yeah, I only rely on this because it's the only one, blah, blah, blah. Like, there are technologies out there that because of when they were created, mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of like the fancy chips and extra things that come with modern technology. So it's easier for one person to know their intricacies and how to take care of them. Because by the next time, the time the next model comes out, that person has to relearn everything. So I can understand why it's like a fun trope in some movies. When you're trying to factually represent this as mm-hmm. like, if we use older technology, we will be more safe. That's a dangerous message to send to an audience because yeah. that's there are reasons that we that modern phones and modern cars and modern most things we interact with are the way they are. That's because we made them better, faster, safer, things that are a tangible improvement over the predecessors. Now, I acknowledge that the iPhone updates are probably not the best thing for all iPhones. Ugh, and yeah. 
maybe if nothing for nothing other than iPhone updates, they want to use Nokia 8800s. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that plugboards and Commodore 64s make more sense than the infrastructure we have in place because they're still inter- interacting with the infrastructure we have in place. Honestly, now that you've stated that, the one thing that I'll give it that makes it like it it makes it forgivable in my mind is the fact that one it states that oh hey we're too lazy to change like we have so much assassin stuff going on that we're we need to keep this gravy train rolling so we're sticking with the current tech that we have like the in that way that's fair but then also to think that oh this has been going on for so long that they didn't even update when it started so like they might have been on like pad and paper way back in the day and had like bonds or whatever however they were dealing way back however long they've been assassinating i guess this entire uh society and then when they eventually moved on to computers and phones they still stuck uh, stuck with their clipboards with the nut clipboards uh plug boards as well as chalkboards as well as commodore 64s so that could be a way to explain it for the movie but it just feels like uh, no no thanks no thanks dog i'm taco's good out here i'm no thanks <laughs> <laughs> all right on that note anything you want to plug buddy Oh uh, yeah, you can find me and all my stuff at uh, L A W K Lock. That's Life Advice with Keon on all social uh, on all podcasts. It's a self motivational podcast, and you can also find me on Why a Podcast. That's W H Y A P O D C A S T on all those podcast mediums. That's me and two of my friends. Then you can also find me on Instagram at uh, Keon Buzar. That's K E O N B O O Z A R dot Cinema. So Keon Buzar dot Cinema, as well as Print 3D LLC on Instagram and Facebook. So yeah, how about you, Cameron? You can find Sweating the Small Stuff on all the social medias at Small Stuff Show. We have a YouTube, so you can watch some fun videos along with actual videos. If you're liking the show, just tell a friend. Just sit your friend down in a chair and force this podcast on them (laughs) so that they can become one of us. Mm -hmm. And give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you like it. Just leave... Leave something like, oh, I like switchboards, but these guys are pretty cool. How about that? Exactly. And if you want to complain about the show or have fun with the show or whatever about the show, we have a subreddit, our small stuff show, all one word. Ooh, yeah, buddy. And I'm your personal brain trainer, Cameron Buzerjmeri, reminding you, from movies to media to the world around us, it's details like these that make it worth sweating the small stuff. Use a switchboard, Batman. (laughs) I love Bane.